Hey, before we get started, I want to thank you for tuning in to The Muse and Mary Lee as I discuss songs, books, TV shows, and one of my absolute favorite topics, movies. So consider this your spoiler alert. I'll be chatting about everything from storyline to production to where have I seen that actor before. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy today's Muse. Today's Muse is Muriel's Wedding. This film came out in 1994, and it stars Tony Collette, and uh, I would say co-stars Rachel Griffiths. I'm not certain what type of billing she received in the film, uh, though I've seen it countless times. Uh, but it just really is a almost a buddy film, though Muriel is the lead. I mean, it is really her story more than anything. But, oh, this would be nothing without the amazing character Rhonda, played by Rachel Griffiths. Well, uh, Tony and Rachel at the time when it came out, I had never heard of them. I They were actually unknowns in the U.S. Eventually, I believe Tony was probably introduced to American audiences through her role as the mom in The Sixth Sense and has gone on to do a number of fantastic films and some television. And Rachel Griffiths, I believe her first foray into U.S. cinemas, probably through, she was in a show called Six Feet Under which was on premium cable, which I've never had. So I've not seen it, though I'm sure she's amazing in it because I think she's such an incredible talent. She and Tony Collette both. I fell in love with both of them in this film. I think some of it has to do with their characters and their friendship. Uh, this morning I was in a social media group and I could hear the pain in this woman's voice. She said, She's in her 30s, and she struggles so much with trying to figure out why she can't find a guy. Why isn't she married? Why doesn't she even have a boyfriend? What is wrong with her? And my heart went out to her because I can relate. I absolutely get it. As a matter of fact, I recommended Muriel's wedding to her. Because I'll tell you what. When the movie came out in 1994, I'd finally found the courage for the first time to do something very intentive or very deliberate for myself. I'd always wanted to be a flight attendant, and I got the guts to go through the, uh, um, the interview process, which is not easy. It's different than any type of interview process for any other kind of job. And the rigorous training, which was um, four to six weeks. I can't remember remember exactly which but and you're being tested every day now all this knowing that for one I might not have made it through the training which I did kind of with flying colors too thank you oh sorry about that pun I'm flying but you also know going into it you're going to be relocating they they tell you up front you're probably not going to be based where you live and there wasn't a base in Cincinnati where I was living anyway Indianapolis was the closest one but I kind of welcomed that. I, as a matter of fact, I was ready for that kind of change, that kind of growth. And if you knew me then, you wouldn't necessarily, you would have probably seen anyone who I tell I'm a flight attendant or was one. They're like, oh, yeah, I see that. And like it's, and we all say it's like it's on our, written on our foreheads, no matter what we're wearing. It's like, yep, I could see that. But if you also knew me back then, 
for me to have found the courage to do that was was huge was huge knowing that I was going to be leaving Cincinnati and one of the people who actually questioned it the most was well I had a boyfriend at the time so to leave him to to take a job knowing I was going to be leaving well I got based in Arizona and he asked if he could come along part of me was a little bummed but there was also a major part of me that was like you know okay you know, I was afraid to say no, not because of him, but I was afraid like, oh, well, yeah, okay, this is the, the keep this relationship going. This is how it'll be best. You know, and I got to have a boyfriend. So I'm living in Phoenix, flying mainly between Hawaii and Chicago. And over a period of a matter of a week or two, I get three different messages. This is before cell phones. So these were all messages that were left for me at my apartment. Every one of them said, Mary Lee, you should see Muriel's wedding if you haven't yet. And now these were all three different people who I don't even know if they knew each other, but they're from different parts of my world. I thought, oh, wow, okay, I've got to check this out. And at the time, I was not really up on film releases, so, but I still loved to go to the theater. So I was like, all right, great, you know, hot afternoon in Phoenix, I'll go to the air-conditioned theater and see this movie that everyone tells me I should go see. I wasn't disappointed. I loved it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's ABBA music through the whole thing. And so that was like, that's why everybody told me to see it. I mean, no one had told me really why. They just said I should see it. I'm like, ABBA, yay, Dancing Queen, my theme song. The movie was, I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love it still. Well, a couple years later, The boyfriend, actually, that completely fell through. The one good thing about him moving out there with me, though I sort of had some, uh, I was reluctant in some ways, was that we'll never wonder. He was sadly an alcoholic. We thought that change might be good for him. It was not. It it backfired in some ways, but at the same time, it moved us forward, and I had to uh, give him the heave-ho, send him back to the Midwest. And um, so a couple years after seeing Muriel's wedding, I'm in Ohio and I see one of the women, the girls who had called me and I said, oh, thank you so much for referring that movie. She said, um, oh, yeah. So you saw it. I said, I loved it. And, you know, I'm I that's awesome that you remembered. I love ABBA music and I love ABBA. She said, uh, you know, I don't think I did know that. And I'm like, well, then why did you suggest it? to me. She looked right at me and said, well, because I remember how sad it used to make me that you always felt that you were nothing if you didn't have a boyfriend and that you're always trying to get guys to like you. Ouch. That was probably one of the most straightforward things anyone had ever said to me in my life by that point. And it stung. And it stung because it was true. I realized that even at this point, as much as having the courage to become a flight attendant and traveling around the world to different countries by this point, I was based in New York and um, loved meeting guys, I always felt that 
eventually I'll get married and then I'll be whole. So this was just like a little side trip. And I didn't realize that that's not how it works. So just like in the movie, Mariel realizes that she abandons her best friend, Rhonda, who loves her and values her as she is for a marriage that doesn't even have anything to do with love. But she's convinced this is going to change her. This is this is going to make her somebody. This is going to mean she is she has worth. Well, it does change her, but for the worse. And Rhonda pretty much tells her so. <laughs> I was so grateful to my friend for pointing that out to me. And it still took me a while to realize that, you know, how to kind of grow from that. Um, but I, I definitely have. And speaking of growing, I'm very grateful that the guy I'd been dating who was an alcoholic got back in touch with me years later and just just a little thank you and saying, hey, I appreciate because that actually was the beginning of the end for me. And he's been in AA since then. And um, and so for me, though, I want to take this time to thank all my girlfriends who have helped me. Um, realize my value and realize that I don't need to be in a relationship with a guy. And if I am, it's because it enhances my life, not it doesn't define my life and make me somebody. And so thank you all of those girlfriends who have helped me make my life as good as an ABBA song. And that's my musings on Muriel's wedding. Thanks so much and have a great day.